Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Wow, this morning if you are here for the first time, welcome. And uh, I, I, uh, I've got a message this morning that it, I think is, for me, is one of the most powerful messages that uh, there is. Uh, I spoke this at the Yars a little while ago, and uh, the title of this message is Whatever. And I love Bree's hosting. Bree does so well at hosting. She does really, really well. Uh, the title of this message is called Whatever. And if you had like a subheading, it would be called Original Intent. God's original intent for mankind. And uh, who knows that uh, these days our identity as human beings is under attack. When, where you go, you're this or you're that. And uh, if you look at a, there's a couple of websites. I looked at a website a little while ago called apath.org. And apath.org says there's actually 67 genders now in the world. It knows that there's 67 genders, which is interesting because my Bible says there's two. Anyway... And uh, who knows that our identity as, not even as Christians, but as humans being, it's just been hugely under attack. And you'll notice that uh, when you read through the Bible, that when Jesus uh, went into the wilderness to pray and to fast, and he got approached by the devil, that the devil, two-thirds of the attack were about Jesus' identity. He says, if you are the Son of God. You know, Jesus, the devil, you know, attacked, what did he attack? He didn't attack his dreams or his destiny or, you know, he attacked who, he, who God says that he was. He attacked his identity. So today, I will look at one verse and go through it about who we really are as believers, who we actually are, not what someone says we should be, but what does God say that we are. So if you have your Bibles, come with me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, uh, who's read it? everybody and it's in in the first book of the bible (coughs) excuse me it says then god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth let's pray lord we thank you that today lord you are here And Lord, we thank you for these amazing, amazing, amazing people that, God, you would speak through uh, these words today, that, Lord, you would bless, and, Lord, that you would, uh, these words would be from heaven, that would unlock truth and release breakthrough and freedom in this house in Jesus' name. Four points this morning. The first thing, this is the first thing that, you know, of who God says that we are, spoke this to the Yaz, so Yaz, don't give it away, don't give anything away. You can amen, you can throw money, you can do whatever you need to do, but uh, don't give it away. Number one, the first thing that God says, the very first thing that God says about mankind, the very first thing that he does is is that God blessed us. God blessed, it says, and God blessed them. Do you know that uh, God's blessing is both spiritual and material? It's not just a spiritual blessing, but it's not just a material blessing. It's that God's blessed us spiritually because also blessed us materially. It says here, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Psalm 1 says, And whatever he does shall prosper. The Bible says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Who knows that you can be rich? Who knows that God hasn't just caused us to be spiritually rich, 
And God hasn't called us just to be materially rich. God says that you can have that and you can also have that. Actually, you've been called to have that and also have that. The Bible says that I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Who knows that when the first thing that God said to mankind, the first thing that God actually did was to bless us. And can you imagine standing in heaven in front of God's throne, Jeff, and you're in heaven, and God comes out and says, and just puts his hands on you. Imagine if you're standing in front of heaven, and there's all the angels and all this stuff's going on, and you're standing in front of the throne room of God, and God puts his hands on your shoulders and says, bless, bless, bless. Can you imagine if God like commands blessing over your life? What would happen? Everywhere you go, the birds would sing, the sun would shine. You know, people come out and meet you in the streets. How are you going? No matter what you did, no matter what you did, and even if you tried to fail, who knows that there'd be something on your life that would just, it'd just, it'd just work. Everything would just work. Who knows that when you go into a meeting on a Monday, you've got a blessing on you. When you shake someone's hand, you can know, hey, guess what? I'm going to win. Hey, guess what? I'm going to get that. Because, you know, guess what? God has blessed you. We watched a movie a little while ago called Spider-Man, and it had um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Who knows Jamie Foxx? Love that guy. And he was playing Electro. Who knows Electro? The guy that takes all the energy. And he went and plugged himself into a power thing and just started, like, sucking all the energy out. He was going, ah! Who knows? That's what it's like. God's blessed us. God's put his shoulders on us. God's put his hands on our shoulders and absolutely blessed us. The first thing... The very first thing, it's not like one day I will be. John, one day I will be blessed. One day, once I get through that, I will be. You know, it's like the very first thing that God ever said to humankind, to mankind, when we connect ourselves with the Lord, is that he blessed us. That he put his favor on us. That no matter what I do or what I haven't done or, or where I've been or where I haven't been, the very first thing, you put on your business card, blessed. I am blessed. Blessed. I'm blessed. Doesn't matter if that guy says I'm not. And do you know what? The devil come and attack you. Say, you're not this. You're not that. Who knows that? Oh, you think you're that, but you're not. Dear God, you know, the first thing, I love this. The first thing God says about us is that we are blessed. Is that amazing? Write that down. Blessed. This blessing that God has blessed us with has not and cannot stop. It has not stopped and it cannot stop. Is that amazing? That's who we are. Number one, point one, write it down. Point one. I tell you, you take notes, you get into heaven, they give you a bigger mansion. I swear, I don't know. But uh, maybe not. I don't, I don't know if that's in the Bible. But uh, point one, you are blessed. Point two, I said, God said to them, be fruitful. Oh, be fruitful. Not only has God called us to live a blessed life, but that your life would produce good fruit. That those outside the church outside the church community, would see the fruit from your life, would see the fruit from your life and think, I'll have what they're having. I don't know what they've got, but I want that. I don't know how they do it or what they do or where they live or where they don't live or what that, none of that, but I want to be like that person. Who knows that um, the sad thing is, sometimes in the church, we, people outside the church, taste the fruit from our lives and it's sour, or it's bitter, or it's bad. And they go, I don't know what they've got, but I don't want what they got. I don't want what they've got. You know that um, I was reading uh, the Bible the other day, and I got a revelation that uh, 
<clears throat> Who knows there are actually not four... Yars, stay with me. Don't yell it out. Don't yell it out. Who knows that there are actually not four Gospels? There are actually five Gospels. Anybody? Waiting for somebody to yell out. Anybody? There's actually not four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Who knows there's actually one more? Anybody? Who knows that the fifth gospel is you? That your life may be the only gospel some people read. Your life may be the only, write that down, your life, everyone's going, oh great, wow, phew, I thought he was going to say something weird then, but who knows that? That could have gone anyway. That could have gone anyway. Some people say some stuff and they're going, oh man, this is going to end up bad. Who knows that your life may be the only gospel some people read and what does it say? Is it bitter? Is it sour? Is he always unhappy? He's always mad. He's always broke. He's always in a rush. He's always here. He's always there. He's always flustered. And you go, I don't want what that guy's got. He's, he's all, his life's in all sorts. Are you with me? God has called us to be blessed but he's also called us to be fruitful that when people outside the church community see our lives, they taste the fruit and go, I want that. That's who God is. Right. Wow, there we go. Number two, three. Three. Thank you if you're keeping notes. I get confused with notes, but they tell me I need to use them because I can't remember anything without them. Ellie, I need, a, I need, that's what I said the other I need like a, when I preach, I need like an auto cue. Like I need to be like the Channel 7 guy and I can just read it and, uh, and just go, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Oh yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, number, number three, it says here that, uh, and God bless them. Isn't that amazing? He likes that point. Love that point. Tattoo that on somewhere if you, if you go out loves tattoos. That guy. Yep, you can do that. Of course, tattoo on him. God bless them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And I love this one, multiply, multiply. God says to multiply. And uh, I tell you, if we could understand this one point, this one point, we would understand so much about how God works. So much about understanding God and his ways. If we can understand this one point, this is so amazing. It starts in Genesis chapter 128. God says to Adam, Adam, you're blessed. I've blessed you. I put my hands on you like a lecture. I've blessed you and fruitful. You guess everyone's going to see you and want to be you. This is amazing. And then God says, Adam, multiply. And Adam goes, yeah, sweet. No worries. Who knows that Eve wasn't created until chapter 2? This is Genesis 1. But Eve's not created until chapter 2. Who knows that God doesn't say, is it possible to multiply? He just says multiply. He didn't say, he didn't say Adam, is that possible or not? Or, you know, you know, he just says multiply. And I love that verse. I was reading it the other day when Joshua, who uh, he's like, we all know Joshua in the Bible, Joshua in the Battle of Jericho, and he goes up to this Jericho, this city, and it's tightly shut up and secured, and it's like this, you know, bolt, dead bolt, big thing. The city's locked down, right. and God says, see, I've given it to you. So, well, it doesn't look like he's given it to me. And then when King David, or young David, went out and fought the giant Goliath, David said, this day I will cut your head off and feed it to the birds of the air. And if you read the story in 1 Samuel, who knows that David didn't have a sword? Right. <laughs> who knows that God says, God says multiply, and I got it, I can't. It's impossible. He doesn't say, hey, is it possible to multiply? 
He says multiply. And notice it's not until we actually step out. It's not until we actually say, God, I don't, because we want all our ducks in a row. We want this blueprint, God. I'm going to step out. I know you've called me to step out. I know I've got all this stuff, but unless I get this, 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 then I will step out. If I've got a blueprint, and I mean like a really, like a blueprint, like the bluest blueprint with detail, like step A, step B, step C, step D, you know, then I'll step out. The Bible says that Abraham stepped out not knowing. He just stepped out. God says multiply. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to multiply. It's not until that moment when we say, and we, and we hear God, and we say, God, get, like Bree said, who does so well, you're the God of the impossible. If you say it, guess what? I'm just going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where the money's going to come from. I don't know where the team's going to come from. I don't know where the work's going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to build a house. I'm going to get, get a family. I don't know where my kids are going to go to school. I don't know or any of that. I know that when I step out, God makes a way. And here's the most powerful thing. Verse chapter 2, God takes a rib out of Adam and, and creates Eve. Everything that you need to succeed, everything that you need to multiply is already inside you. It's already, it's already in your hand. Oh God, but I'm not like that person and I don't have that. Guess what? God's already put it inside you. Everything that you need to multiply, it's already in there. Everything that you need to succeed is already in your hand. God isn't saying one day you will. God said, I blessed you. Guess what? It's already in there. Hey, you're fruitful. God's like got a great work going on in there. And God says, multiply. Well, I don't know how to. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something. Everything that you need to succeed is already inside you. You don't need to wait to finish your degree. You don't need to wait till your parents die to get an inheritance to step out. You don't need to wait to win the lotto. You don't need to wait till this rich guy shakes your hand and said, oh, are you so-and-so? Well, I've been waiting for you. Now, who knows that everything that you need to succeed, that story of King David, didn't have a sword, didn't have one. Right. Imagine he goes, oh, I would fight the giant. Man, I'd love to fight him, but I don't have a sword. Right. Oh, uh, you know, I'd love to step out and do all these things, but I don't have that. Who knows that if we could understand that this is how God, this is, the, this is point three, this is like the first thing that God says to man. Right. Fruitful, multiply. And if God talks like that back in the first man, why would we be any different? If that's how God spoke to Adam, Adam, why would God speak to us any differently? You're right? Oh, I want to step out, but I just don't know if that's all, all my ducks in a row. I don't know if all my things are lying. Wow, is that a good point? Thank you, Bree. Um, and the last point here I have is uh, have dominion. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, love, multiply. That's one of my favorite points. I love that one, multiply. If we can understand that, it would change the way we think. If we can understand that's how God actually works, that would change the way we think about God. God's not Santa. It says here, have dominion, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over, over the fish of the sea, over the birds there, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God says to have a dominion. Do you know that uh, we have been designed, when we're connected to the Lord, we have been designed and purposed with an authority and to have a dominion. 
God's original intent for Adam when he was in the earth and Eve was that they would have dominion and have authority over all the birds of the air, all the fish of the sea, everything that creeps around on the earth. Who knows that when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that the devil deceitfully stole the authority from man and... Uh, And then when Jesus came to earth, died on the cross, went down, took back the authority and is now seated in heavenly places and we are seated with Christ. Who knows that uh, we have dominion in this earth. We have an authority in this earth. God hasn't left us here and saying, well, just hold tight, bunk it down and maybe one day if you're okay, you'll make it. Who knows that God's original intent for mankind was that we would be people who move and operate in authority, that we would move and operate in dominion. Anybody? Yeah. This is who we are. Oh, you're a Christian, and oh, maybe one day if you everything works out, you'll do this. Who knows that the Bible says that when uh, God's words in our mouth, it's the very same word as when God puts his, it's the same word as when God speaks it. The original intent for mankind was to have an authority and take dominion. It says here in 1 John, the Son of God appeared for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And so Jesus came saying, all authority has been given to me on heaven, in heaven and on earth. In Colossians verse 2, verse 15, it says, Jesus, when he went to the cross, stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Luke 10, beloved, I have given you, who? You, anybody, you, right. pastor, no, you, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. It says here, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind, who? Whatever you bind, what the worship leader or the, the front row, no, whatever you bind, amazing, on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I love this one. This is why I titled this message, whatever. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. It says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Do you know, if we could understand that one verse, that one verse, whatever you ask for in prayer, whatever you ask for, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I tell you, if someone said, hey, do you want a million dollars? Or do you understand that verse? I tell you, you know what Jesus, when he says whatever, he's talking about whatever. Not like, oh, I hope we've got enough deacons on this morning or I hope we've got a full band on. I'm praying that we've got a band on. He knows that Jesus was a revolutionary and had total disregard for uh, human tradition or religious tradition. Didn't care about any of that. Jesus' first miracle was when he went to a party. At the end of the party, the end of the party, turn huge amounts of water into huge amounts of wine, this revolutionary. Who knows that when Jesus says you can pray for whatever, whatever you want to pray for, you can have, whatever. And we like, we put all these religious restraints. Well, he doesn't mean whatever, whatever. He means like within, within restraint or within reason, whatever. Who knows that God just says whatever, whatever you pray when you are, whatever you ask for in prayer. Who knows if we actually got that deep inside us, it would change our life. It would definitely change the way that we pray. You know, can I pray for a million dollars in the bank? Guess what you can. Can I pray for a beach house? Guess what you can. Jesus, the revolutionary, says, whatever, whatever you pray for, whatever you ask, you can have it. Whatever it is, can I pray that my business will flourish? Yes, you can. 
Can I pray that my kids would flourish? Guess what? Yes, you can. Can I pray that my life would, you know, go this way? Yes, you can. And so many times we put religious restriction on these prayers. No, 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 no. Jesus doesn't mean whatever, whatever. He means like within reason, whatever. Who knows that God is this guy that changed the way that people saw God. God, you know, changed the way. Everywhere Jesus went, eyes got open and said, wow, can I pray to be healed? Guess what? You can pray to be healed. Can I pray for a breakthrough in my finances? Guess what? You can pray for whatever you want in your finances. Doesn't matter what it is. I love this verse. I tell you, whatever, whatever. Someone say, whatever. Doesn't matter. Oh, the church, they're powerless. And they're not allowed to pray for it. You know, they're just great-hearted people. They do nothing. I'm telling you, whatever you ask, whatever you ask, doesn't matter what it is. Can I pray for a new car? Of course you can. Can I pray for, yeah, of course you can. No, you can't pray for a new car. Don't you know that people are starving in Africa? You don't let pray for a new car. How dare you pray? You know, God doesn't care that you got a new car. We have these like restrictions on our mind. And guess what? That's not who God is. God, the Bible says that God has streets of gold. And then we go home and go, oh, I'm just a poor little Christian trying to make my way and my whatever this week will be, God, let me endure the temptation. Let me endure this with a great attitude. Let me make it through this week and hopefully, Lord, this week will be better than last week. And, oh, you know, and God's going, just whatever. It doesn't matter. You can pray. Can I pray for a new hol- a holiday? Of course you can. Everyone's going, well, you can't pray for that. Guess what? Guess what? Jesus says, I tell you, tell me I'm wrong. I tell you, and the religious people, they hate this kind of stuff. They don't like this kind of stuff. Why? Because it's putting God in who he actually is. This is who God is. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine being Jesus and standing in heaven and saying, well, my first miracle, I'm going to turn heaps of water into heaps of wine at the end of a party. I can't even imagine asking that. If that was me and I was Jesus, and I said, I'm going to turn all this water into wine. And God goes, your first miracle? You're going to turn water into... I think we've got the wrong guy. I don't think this is their right guy. I don't think we can send this guy. I think we're going to send him to somewhere else before we send him to earth. You know? But God's this God that's not like how we think. He's not like what we... You know, he's this ever-increasing God that just... You know, in the beginning, God, we don't understand it. We don't know it. And I love this verse. I'm telling you, if you could get this deep inside you, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I love that. I love that. I'm telling you, if you get anything out of this message, anything at all, Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, whatever, underline whatever, circle whatever, and, 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 and think of something. And Jesus, I just think Jesus, they're going, yeah, great, get it, of course. You know, some people, I want a million dollars, some people, that would be devastating to only have a million dollars. So God doesn't mind. I don't think God goes, oh, it's too much. But some people, if I only had a million dollars, I'd be ruined. I heard a story of um, Mike Tyson, who I love, Mike Tyson. What a great guy. I love him. Had a gold bathtub. Crazy, but <laughs> epic. And tigers. And uh, I don't know if I'd have a tiger to stroll in my He had $400 million and, uh, and lost it all. And then it was in debt $25 million. You can imagine blowing $400 million and then being in debt $25 million. It'd be fun, I guess, wouldn't it? I mean, man alive. Isn't that great? All right. Wow. Whatever. I tell you the truth. Whatever you ask for in prayer. And last point, as uh, 
Where's my last point? Oh, that's why I have notes, Jess. Thank you. Jess said, you're speaking tomorrow. I said, yeah, yeah. She's going to use your notes. I said, no, I don't think so. She says, do it. <laughs> do it. I said, no, I remember it. I remember everything. She said, oh, you won't. And I wouldn't. I don't know. So let's give Jess a round of applause. Thank you for that. Here in the book of Mark, Jesus is teaching on the power of prayer. And, uh, and, then, and then three verses later, three verses later, Jesus' authority gets questioned. Jesus is teaching on the power of prayer. And then as the band goes, thank you, band. And then three verses later, Jesus' authority gets questioned. Who knows? We're going to pray in one moment. Just, 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 just the keys, just for one moment. And uh, who knows? It says here that uh, as soon as Jesus teach on prayer, and then literally three verses later in Mark chapter, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, three verses later, the religious leaders rise up and say, and his authority gets questioned, or they start asking, where does your authority come from? Well, they start questioning Jesus' authority. Do you know that when we start to rise up and we start to pray and we start to declare, like Pastor Phil was talking about earlier, that your authority will get questioned? Did God really say? If you are the Son of God. Do you know, I remember um, we were, um, I was praying about something. I said, God, I need this to happen bang, I need this. I just I had a thing going on, you know, and I, I said, I'm going to need that right now to go through as a sale, big thing that we're working on. And uh, all of a sudden I got an email and I thought, great. And it's just saying this huge bill's due. And I went, ugh. Here's what Jesus teaches on prayer. And then three verses later, his authority gets questioned. And it's like surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We rise up and we pray, I want that. And then three minutes later, we get an email saying, well, Sorry, your authority's been questioned. It's not going to happen. Notice that uh, when we pray for a breakthrough, first thing will happen is in that area, bang, like a little niggle will happen. And it's like, oh, we'll pray for our business to flourish. I get an email saying, hey, your business is whatever. Hey, I pray for this to happen. And then all of a sudden I get an email saying that. Who knows that the devil is a defeated foe and he knows it? The Bible says when we pray in Jesus' name and take authority over any situation or circumstance, the devil has no power. No power. And uh, Julie and I have been on a little bit of an adventure. Just the keys, if that's okay. Is that right? And, uh, wow. And uh, we've been praying very specific prayers. You know what we've been praying? In Jesus' name, I take authority over, I stand against. And guess what's been happening? Every time we pray in Jesus' name, I take an authority over and I stand against. Guess what happens? Breakthrough. Jill was about to go in a meeting a little while ago. She said, uh, outside the church and uh, said, oh, this is a tricky situation. This is happening and that's happening. I'm not sure what to do. I'm a bit in all sorts. I said, Jill, I got this crazy idea. Hey, I got this crazy idea. On the way, on your way to this meeting, just speaking tongues, speaking a heavenly language, whatever you need to do, do whatever you need to do, put your music on as loud as you can, whatever. And then to picture the situation and say, in Jesus' name, I take authority over, I stand against. See that situation? In Jesus' name, I take an authority over, because authority is in my hands, I stand against. I said, it sounds crazy, just do it, see what happens. 
She came back. She said, you're not going to believe it. Everything that I prayed for, everything that I prayed for happened. I said, wow. We had a party at our house a little while ago. And uh, we had all these people coming. And it was amazing. And uh, I had a few things in my mind. You know, you know, a lot of people come around your house and you go, oh, and you got a few things in your mind that you want to make sure is okay. And we had this, this couple and that couple. And I, I drove out of my house because I had to go pick up our little girl from ballet halfway through it. And I drew, no, it was on the way. And I said, I had named three things that I said, look, this party, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. You know, I said, in Jesus' name, I take authority over. I stand against do you know what three things didn't happen? Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. I'm telling you, the devil is a defeated foe. The devil has no power. When we rise up, when we take this authority, this is for everybody. When we take this authority, say, in Jesus' name, I take authority over, I stand against. I tell you, I was away two weeks ago. This is a little one. And... Uh, and there's someone outside. I try to have a day sleep. Anyone? Day sleep. Holidays. Day sleep. It's epic. And someone's outside my caravan and they're gossiping. I didn't even know who they were. Just gossiping about this. Did you hear so-and-so? Oh, I know. Well, let me tell you something about her. I know. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sleep in here. I'm in my caravan trying to fall asleep. I said, this is ridiculous. I said, in Jesus' name, I take authority over that spirit of gossip. And I tell her to go right now in Jesus' name. Go. And can I tell you what happened? Literally, like two or three seconds later. Anyway, got to go. Anyway, got to go. Why? Because the Bible says that we have authority. That we are to take a dominion. That the situations, you know, that when we pray mountains move situations move guess what in my favor guess what when i'm connected to the lord when i pray in jesus name this is for everybody can i tell you who christians are can i tell you who people are believing you know identity is under attack this is who we are when i pray in jesus name i take authority over i stand against the devil has no power this is who we are inside when we pray this is why jesus Jesus teaching on prayer, then three verses later, his identity is under getting attacked from the devil himself, the devil, not angels or de- demons, the devil. And I don't know how many people in this church will actually face the devil himself, right? But Jesus, you know, his identity is being attacked. What is under attack in our lives? It's who we are. Who are we? Number one, we're blessed. Oh. Number two, we're fruitful. Good work. Number three, multiply. I don't know how to. Didn't ask you how. I just said multiply. And number four, to have an authority and to take a dominion. That when we pray, that when we when we when we declare something, guess what? It shifts in whose favor? My favor. Because that's who we are. That's what does it mean to be connected to the Lord? Those four things. I'd love to preach this message every week for the rest of my life because that's who God is. That's who God is. Bless, fruitful, multiply, dominion. Your life is not defeated. You are not a defeated foe. You have not been designed to live a life that's a defeated life. You've been designed, and I'm telling you, every challenge, 
every obstacle in front of you is God saying, guess what? I want you to be the one that takes an authority, takes a dominion and moves that. I want you to be the one that is more than an overcomer. Why do these, why do these situations appear in front of us? So that we can be more than overcomers. God said this, whatever you need to succeed, whatever you need to multiply, it's already inside you. These problems that we face in front of us, guess what? They're stepping stones. They are stepping stones for your greater day. That If you didn't have that problem, you wouldn't have a greater day. God says, I trust you enough to put this in front of you that I'm giving you the authority to, to, to step over it. I'm giving you the authority to, to tell it to go. So one moment, this is what we're going to do. The last part of this service, we're all going to pray. And there's some situations that guess what? I'm not going to pray about it. Pastor Phil's not going to pray about it. Guess who's going to pray about it? You are. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to shift. It will. It's just, it's so, uh, the devil doesn't want us, the church, to know that we have a dominion. When Jesus died on the cross, he went to hell, took back the keys and gave us the keys. Why? To take authority to shift things, to move things. doesn't matter what the government says. doesn't matter what that person says. doesn't matter what that person says. If Jesus says, I have the authority, guess what? No sickness, no, no, no financial debt, no, no uh, relational breakdown can stand in the way of an authority. So how about this? How about for the last 12 minutes? Now we're going to lift that music up. And uh, I want you, before we lift up, sorry, one moment, one moment. I want you to stand. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Whoa. Stand. No. I want, I, I love, a, I love a, a service where we leave and there's business has been done. It's been done. There's a transaction, a shift. And you know what's so powerful? The Bible says, it's not even the Bible. You give a man a fish, he'll eat for the day. You teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. And I'm telling you, when we activate our prayer, whatever you ask, I'm telling you, Bible says here, whatever you ask, the revolutionary Jesus, when he came to earth, he said to me, hey, I tell you, whatever you ask, believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I'm telling you today, we're gonna, in one moment, we're gonna stand, we're gonna rise, we're gonna worship for a moment. And then just whenever you feel, break into it. Speak in a heavenly language, do whatever you need to do. I'm telling you, in Jesus' name, that situation that I can't get through or that problem that keeps coming at me or that thing that keeps trying to attack me, whatever it is, hey, I'm telling you, we're going to have testimony and testimony and we're going to get emails into the office saying, hey, I prayed and there's a breakthrough. Because why? Because Jesus wants us to have the authority. Jesus, we've been created to have the authority. I'm going to tell you, in this is it, see it? Say, in Jesus' name, I take authority, I stand against. I take authority over and I stand against. How about we sing, how about we worship? And I want you to picture a problem or or whatever it is. And I want you to rise up on the inside. You know, it's not you doing it, but it's actually God on the inside of you. And I'm telling you, there's gonna be miracles, there's gonna be breakthroughs. There's gonna be, you know, whatever it is. How about we start to pray, start to worship. Lord, we thank you that uh, God, you are a God of victory. God, you are the God of breakthroughs. God, you are the God that uh, creates us for a greater work. Lord, a greater work. And Lord, I'm telling you, there's breakthroughs all over this place. 
Lord, there's breakthrough all over this house. Oh, God, you're so good. God, you're so good to us. Lord, we seal that. Lord, all, all the breakthroughs. Lord, all the, all the overcoming. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings, all the favor. Lord, all the undeserved grace coming into our world. Lord, the devil's defeated and he knows it. When we rise in prayer, the Bible says, whatever you ask. Just put your hands out just for the last moments. Lord, we seal that and we rest in that, that we have a victory. Lord, that we have victory in Jesus' name. Lord, we have victory in your name. I encourage you, church. You can take that home and you can do that wherever you are. You can do that in your car. You can do that in your room. You can do that in your workplace. You can do it anywhere. And I'm telling you, breakthrough has happened in this place. We're going to get testimony after testimony after testimony that, hey, I prayed this simple prayer and my whole world changed. My whole world changed. My whole world went to a new level. Like God opened up something. God waits for us to rise. I love that. You know that God gets a kick out of the prayer of the bold, the audacious. God loves it. God loves it. God's waiting for it. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. I tell you, if you're here, we're going to close the service in one minute. But if you're here for the very first time, you say, Andrew, you're amazing. And you look great in your shirt, but I don't even know who God is. I don't even know who God is. If that's you, we're going to move on. If you've, you you once maybe were connected to the Lord, but are now, or never ever said yes to the Lord, or, or started the connection with Jesus, I just want you to pop your hand up just for one moment. If that's you, and you say, yes, I'd like to connect my life to the Lord this morning and start my journey. If that's you, I just want you to pop your hand up. I haven't got much time, but a little moment. Or you've fallen away, you were walking with the Lord once, but then you fell away. Whatever reason, if that's you, I just want you right now just to pop your hand up. If that's your friend next to you, just pop your hand up. Say, hey, simple prayer in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you, God. God, that you have blessed us. God, that we are fruitful. God, you've called us to multiply and take it to minion. God, let this week be like no other week. Let us go into this week blessing, blessing others, blessing others. Lord, you're so good. God, you're so great. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.